Well, the 19th hole is a golf term for the place you go to after a round for a drink and to hang out with your friends and talk about golf. So here we are wrapping up season one, round one of the back nine. This is the back nine with Dennis Williams and Josh Mora. Mr. Mora, good to that see you. What a season. So good to see you. Yeah. What a season. Really so fun. So fun. I think beyond our wildest dreams, really. I really think so, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we when we put this uh, together, we thought it would just be a little hobby thing that we would do, and it's it's really caught on. And the way we know it's caught on is because, and I'm not going to get too out over my skis right now, but man, the people that we're going to have on season two. Season one was amazing. This yeah. is not taking any away from season one. But I just can't believe how we're just going to build this thing next. I, I completely agree with you and how aligned I feel with what we're doing here. But let me go back to how you opened the show here today. The idea of the 19th hole. Yeah, I'll get to that. You're the champion, whatever. Okay. I'm going to get to it. Okay. Self-promoter. <laughs> Hillbilly. I don't even know what that means. Um, but the... The 19th hole, right. So after a round, we go, and that's where a lot of the additional conviviality is, right? Where you, we might, we'll talk about the round a little bit with the guys. We might talk about, we often talk about, we usually talk about other topics. It's like after having played 18 holes together, it's the moment where you can be a little bit vulnerable sometimes. So that's what this is in a way of summing up what we did in season one, round one. But let's start with a little bit of golf because you're wearing orange. Yeah, fist pump. I know I didn't play in this, but I know you're very proud of this. And you should be. You're wearing orange because of an event you were recently in. Why don't you talk a little bit about the event and and why it's so meaningful to you to wear your backwards hat? All right. Well, here's the story about the orange. So, team, I'm wearing an orange hat backwards audience. I have. Yeah. (laughs) I have a a great group of friends, a huge group of friends from California, from my old golf club, Granite Bay Golf Club, out in the Sacramento area. And we have an amazing guy, uh, Steve McFarlane, who puts uh, together this incredible tournament every year. And it's just grown and grown and grown. I don't know how small it was at the beginning, but this was the 29th year. And this was the biggest one ever. There were 12 teams of 10. So 120 guys go on this trip. Most of them are from Granite Bay, where I used to live. I now live in Florida. So I go back to see the guys and play in this tournament. And about four or five years ago, they started keeping the teams all together. or most Year to year. Year to year. So this orange team that I've been a part of for about four years, maybe five, I missed a year and came back this year and we flip and won the tournament. I don't want to bore anybody with this, but I will just say this to you. If you're fortunate enough to play high school sports and college sports like I was, the day you graduate from college, you're team sport career is over, right? It's over. You play individual golf. You might play tennis, you, you might pickleball, whatever. You might win your beer league, softball, whatever, which is great. It's all good. I think I won a, a flag football league one year in, in Buffalo. But the truth of the matter is when you're with a team like this for four years and you, and these, and it's so competitive and it's like a three-day Ryder cup event and you win, it's incredible. Like, we were spraying champagne on the green. It's like a moment that it seems silly and ridiculous, but it was incredible. It was like a great win. Team played well. Team Orange all the way. I know some of the guys are going to listen to this episode because just because of this. Yeah. I'm very excited and looking forward to defending next year. They're moving it back. You're going to want to go if you can get a spot. Okay. Because they're moving it from Scottsdale to your favorite place on the planet, Palm Springs. Oh, I'm in for Palm, Palm Springs. Desert. Well, congratulations to Thank Team Orange. And you're right about that with competitive. I mean, I was a college athlete too and, and achieved absolutely the very tippy tip maximum of my 
competitive ability and we won as far as we could my senior year and it is hard to replicate that if you want to have even something to be slightly competitive about i also want to talk about the other thing that you're wearing right now it is a t-shirt audience who's only listening with the quote uh from the walker hayes song no i ain't drunk i'm amazing (laughs) it's a fabulous song uh really funny but it means something special to you well, yeah, when I was going through my divorce, the song You Broke Up With Me, and this is kind of a little topic for the 19th hole here, something, yeah. to, something to talk about over a cocktail, is what songs kind of got you through some of your moments. And there is no question that the song You Broke Up With Me by Walker Hayes got me through some tough moments. It's a lighthearted song. It's a great song. And it, it got me through. And that line is is on a T-shirt. No, I ain't drunk. I'm amazing is part of the song. But it's just a... It's a cool tune. Well, I agree with you. Music has a way of being very therapeutic, right? And I, you know, I when I was first divorced, there, there were two songs that kind of got me through. One was I Don't Want to Know by Fleetwood Mac, terrific song. Another was Bruises by freaking Train of all people. I mean, I can't stand Train. I know, I know. I know my taste is way better than that. But it's a really good song. Oh, and I... It, well, it killed me too. I mean, that that song leveled me. It was it was a tough time. And then you know, music can also heal. And I, I think of three songs. You know, I was in a relationship where music was very much at the center of it. And you know, I think of songs like this sort of my alternative folksy rock Americana taste, "A Life Where We Work Out" by Flatland Cavalry, and "Growing Light" by Ryan Montlow, and "Going Back to Georgia" by Nancy Griffith with uh, Adam Duritz, and. All of those songs were a part of kind of falling in love for the first time after being divorced, after something didn't work out. And just being able to lean into music. And this is not necessarily related to the bulk of what we talked about with our guests on in season one and round one. But I think it is yet another place where we can lean into is the power of music. Yeah, I'll give you a couple more. Yeah, mine. One was A Better Boat. It's a Kenny Chesney song oh, yeah. that was never got mainstream play on the radio, but it is such a good song. It actually, there's. A, there, I'm going to read the lyrics here. I breathe in, I breathe out, got friends to call who let me talk about what ain't working, what's still hurting, all the things I feel like cussing out. Now and then I let it go around the waves I can't control. I'm learning how to build a better boat. And boat is just a metaphor to building a better life. And I love that song. It got me through some tough moments. Old Dominion, no hard feelings, no bad vibes. Like that's a great song when you kind of move on. And then... One of the classic songs that my family listens to has listened to for gener- you know decades is is the Eagles Peaceful Easy Feeling. Oh sure. I mean it, it's a song everybody knows but if you listen to the words of that song it's just it's like a meditation song. Yeah. If you don't have a peaceful easy feeling then you're you know so the, the so line that, from that song that always gets me is I found out a long time ago what a woman can do for your soul. Yeah. But she can't take you anywhere you don't already know how to go. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it's such a, it's like ahead of its time in terms of lyrically how mm-hmm. great that is. So just a few. And, yeah. and again, I think music does help with, it, it can be your therapy. Yeah, and by the way, for those who haven't been to a 19th hole, this is what, we would be sitting around having a drink of some kind, cocktail, mocktail, whatever, and say, all right, best breakup song, or what's the movie that you watch oh, that yeah. makes you cry? Oh, yeah, or, well, it reminds you of college. Or, right, exactly. Senior year of college, name of song. Best song, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I there played that. I actually played that game. You just reminded me of something. I sat on a deck at a house in Vermont with my college buddies, and we, would, we were calling them up, and we were playing them. And here's a song that reminds me of this. And we've played it for hours. It's actually a really fun game. Might yeah. have to do that later on today. Tonight, yeah, let's do it. We can do that. Okay. But before we do that, let's put a bow here on the round that we just played. Season one, nine 
outstanding guests. And what we were trying to do in season one, obviously we talked to people with whom we are already familiar, but who are, whom are, you know, known in their communities, right? They may not be nationally known, but they're personalities or they are some semi-public figures in their communities and have, you know, some input into and some great observations about life. These are people who have lived a little bit, but people with whom we are already you know, pretty comfortable. And it was wonderful to be able to reconnect with them. And especially for those with whom I think we've been out of day-to-day contact, it was really interesting to hear their perspectives on a variety of different aspects, but on what it's like to be at this stage of life. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. The Back Nine podcast is brought to you in part by Three Bridges Consulting. And look, I'm sitting across from one of the founders. At their core, Three Bridges are storytellers. They bring your brand to life with high-quality video and rich still photography. And they can help elevate your brand by finding the right distribution channels for the content they produce. So visit threebridgesconsulting.co. That's the number three, bridgesconsulting.co for more. The Back Nine Podcast is brought to you in part by Che Brands, adult beverage products that offer healthy options for your social life, including zero-sugar, low-carb, low-calorie-flavored vodka, and ready-to-drink cocktails, coconut mojito, lemon drop martini, zero-caffeine vanilla espresso martini. They are all amazing. Visit ChaySpirits.com for more. That's C-H-A-Y Spirits.com. Now back to the guys. What were some of your specific takeaways well, one of them was from a guy that we uh, have had some contact with which is eric goodman that was yeah, the regrettably first episode. yeah regrettably contact, i think but yeah he yes. was pretty harsh to us off the top he thought this thing would last one episode well he, he would have liked that if it was he, just him well, to stand in perpetuity yes to, to, to be the only episode he right. would have loved that he would have loved that let's just tell him he, he probably hasn't listened to any other i'm sure he hasn't he's yeah. only listened to one yeah. <laughs> <It> is <laughs> anyway he just had some really good dating he had he really actually good dating advice and the number one thing he said is as a guy on the back nine was to be curious to yes. be the one that listens to ask questions don't stand in there on your first date with somebody and start talking about yourself. Find out about them. You know, you already know about yourself. If they want to know about you, they'll ask, right? So be curious and you be the one that asks the questions um, and really digs into getting to know that other person. And then you're going to, it's going to be a win-win because she's either going to be engaged and want to ask about you or you're going to learn shit that you're like, I'm out. Right. <laughs> like, so right. it's, or I'm, fine. I'm in. Yeah. But be the one that's curious. That's like, right. that was killer advice for me in that first episode. Yeah. Who else? Well, you go. No, no, I'm going to have you go. Oh, we're going to, okay. Yeah. We're going to go back you, you, and forth. Yeah. No, no. All right. We're not going back no. and forth. Okway You're the boss. All right. Don't forget that. By the way. <laughs> I really liked the compartmentalization that Jim said you have to do on the back nine. Jim Rushton. Jim Rushton yeah. said when you have to, like, have these, mo- he was such a hard driver. And you have these moments, if you are an alpha and you do work your butt off, it's so hard to separate work and family and everything else. And I have a real life example of this. Right after that show, while that show aired, I was on a cruise with my family and I compartmentalized. I was so focused on that trip that I have pictures I wouldn't have had. I have memories I wouldn't have had necessarily if I was as distracted as I was before we had that conversation. So it had a, like a profound impact. I can actually look at a couple of pictures. There's one in particular on New Year's Eve 
where I have my arm around both my parents uh-huh. and I'm in the moment and I'm realizing in that moment how special it is. Yeah. Like in the moment I'm realizing it. And that wouldn't have happened had we not been through that 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 episode. And, and I really thought about that compartmentalization of your life and not putting out the, the work and the distractions and all the other things and really focusing on family on that trip. And then, of course, you and I both hit this one with Callie. That was the resume versus eulogy goals. Right, like and this is spent, John Cal Callahan. John, John Callahan. Episode 12. Yeah, epi- yeah. Yep. So on the first part of your life, you're really focused on those resume goals. And then he had that profound experience in Vegas. And he realized that the second half of your life is all about eulogy goals. It's about what are people going to say about you. And what was very interesting is we've started taping season two and somebody else brought that almost yeah. that exact same topic up without saying it in those words. So it's almost like they heard it and, and people are living that now. Gosh, if you can live thinking that, that, that's a huge one. You know, and if you haven't heard episode 12 with Cal, his profound experience in Vegas is not like most people's profound experiences in Vegas. It's way worse and yet became a point of enlightenment for him and realization for him. He also talked about having that be a moment where he discovered how to lead a heart-first life, that in spite of all of his professional successes, he was not leading a heart-first life. And he's found value in that, as has our friend Carrie Sayers, who was episode 13. And for her especially, she's had such professional success in a variety of ways and found relationship success now with her second husband and their family, their two kids, and being intentional about and paying attention to how to maintain individuality while also balancing a family life. That that's the way a healthy relationship works, that the two adult parties in that relationship give the other time to be able to have their individual moments and their individual careers and successes and exploration of different aspects of that personality. I think also about our buddy Pete Hassan from episode 11, You know, so many interesting things have happened to him in his professional life, first working for the Chicago Blackhawks and then transitioning to his role currently as we recorded it with the NHL National Hockey League Alumni Association and the idea of embracing change, right? The idea that you, there are opportunities in our lives. Some are self-directed and some are brought upon us, maybe outside of our, what we think we want. But when the opportunity for change occurs, the ability to lean into that and recognize it as an opportunity for growth. And then finally, I would go back to Justin Farmer, which was episode 15, I believe, if I'm counting correctly. And when you do identify how you want to change, or when you think about places in your life where you know change may come eventually, the idea of planning for that, right? Life is going to change. We know this. We are going to have parents that age and think about how we want to care for them. We are going to have children who grow up and leave the nest and how we want to uh, interact with them when they're adults. We have things that we may want to explore in, you know, different aspects of our professional lives. And he was the only person that talked about planning for change, recognizing that change is going to happen and trying to have at least some direction for when those times occur. So some incredible takeaways. I love yours, Dennis, because those are also things that stick with me. I just thought of one more, and it weaves 16, 17, and 18 all together. Very different different episodes, Jody, Kevin, and Carol. Yeah. The one thing that they all had in common, they all found that person on the back nine 
that that supported them, supported their yes. dreams. Like they all had that special person, and that's the most critical thing, right? If you get to that point in your back nine and you're not with that partner who supports your dreams and you support theirs, then you're going to get stuck and you're going to have conflict. And each of those three, while the episodes are wildly different, had that one thing in common that I thought was really, really powerful and actually kind of weaved in to the whole season. If you want to put a cap on the season, it's like we're in that stage now. A lot of the people we talk to, it's about finding that human being, that partner that that supports you and you will support them on the back nine. And now, even as we wrap season one, we aren't taking a time, taking time between seasons one and season two. We will start season two next week, if you're listening to this, you know, as we drop this next week. The reason we divided them up was to create a natural break so that you can binge if you want to. We want you to listen <laughs> as we drop this. We recognize that people are going to come to this later. And so it creates a line of delineation there. So before we move into season two, and by the way, our first guest on season two is, a you have to listen, it's terrific. And our guest is a guy who is currently fronting, in a manner of speaking, he is the co-creator of what might be the hottest streaming show currently going. One of them for sure. One yeah. of them and for sure. And it's really, really exciting. It's, it's, it's funny. We touch on everything. It's really good. It's, yeah, there's so, some comedy in there. So that's in two weeks, if you're listening live. In one week, we will preview kind of the bulk of season two, what we hope to accomplish. It's going to be a little bit different from season one. Uh, same, same, you know, it's ice cream. It's a different flavor of ice cream, but it's still ice cream. Um, but for now, uh, this is the bow on season one. We, if you're listening, we have glasses full of champagne and uh, we're going to toast. And we toast not only the achievement of this and our producer, Janine, but also all of you who have been faithful listeners of ours here at the beginning of this journey. And uh, we're just excited to keep with you and look forward to seeing you as we tee off on a second round of The Back Nine. Thank you so much for listening to The Back Nine Podcast. Please like, follow, and share, and leave us a five-star rating and a review. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred platform. The Back Nine is lovingly organized by Janine Stella and recorded at Pixelworks Studios in Delray Beach, Florida.